Hello and welcome to the Modern Musclehead Podcast. This is Scott Tuzana of MetabolicMasterpiece.com along with Brian Cron of BrianCron.com. Today it's all about gaining muscle. Uh, Brian's just starting a muscle building phase right now, so we're going to get some insights on his approach. And uh, we've had some great discussions going on in uh, the Physique Artist Nation group um, about some of the the optimal approaches how much how much weight you should focus on gaining per week um, how far you should be reaching above your ripped level of leanness before you start cutting again so we're gonna be going over that and uh, should be an exciting fun time brian how the heck's things going buddy things are going well my friend how are you i'm doing really good really good it's uh been a nice weekend and yeah. uh, enjoying some football today but uh, taking a little break to to talk about them gains and really excited to see what your plan is for the next four to six months um, to put on some size yeah it's uh you know it's funny like last summer i kind of bowed that i was done with you know building phases and dieting phases i i really liked how i how i looked and i just wanted to maintain you know within 10 percent of that um year round. I thought that'd be, cause you know, it's as big as I want to be and I was, I was happy, but you know, then I moved and things got, you know, I wasn't hitting the gym regularly or eating properly. And, uh, I don't know, I just kind of got felt soft and I'm like, do I want to diet again and get all this off? Or do I just want to kind of commit and just get a little bit bigger? So I still want to get uh, some size on my shoulders and my triceps. So that's what I'm doing, man. The next four months, possibly six, but no, certainly four. Mm-hmm. are going to be dedicated to that um, right through to the end of January because uh, uh, end of January we're going to Haiti uh, to do some uh, my wife's doing some outreach there so I'm going to go with her and uh, won't be training out there but I'll be bigger out there so I'll be the biggest, <laughs> guy, biggest guy in Port-au-Prince man <laughs> very exciting so uh, is it going to be? It sounds like specialized training there. You're, you're kind of a little extra focus on certain body parts, but still, are you are you trying to still build everything, but pay a, extra little attention to the shoulders and arms? Yeah, pretty much. Like I have, um, uh, a fellow coach of ours that you would know, uh, Ryan Finley. Mm-hmm. He coined the phrase "touch up workouts," and it, yeah. uh, I was looking over, and it's exactly what I do. It's like I have one workout kind of dedicated. To whatever I happen to be working on, in this case, it's arms. Uh, but then I'll hit them with, with just a few sets additionally, you know, throughout the week, maybe another twice, sometimes three times. Um, the trick is he just is just a little bit of volume, like even one set, you know, done to failure. What, you know what I like to call the one disgusting set. Right. Yeah, that's kind of enough. It's, it's uh, just to kind of keep the keep the muscle growing. I, I know it sounds like bro science, but just that little bit more, that little extra exposure for the week. Is just makes it so much more efficient. Yeah. Than just just then just having that one big arm day and then see in a week kind of thing. Without a doubt. Yeah, I was yeah. doing that with my chest probably about six months ago, eight months ago. There was two to three months where I'd just throw in uh, four extra sets, four sets of chest. I'm not going to failure. Um, so I do. I'd pick two different exercises, maybe a, a, a flat dumbbell chest press and an incline hammer strength chest press and just uh just focus on stimulating them activating them and not not go into failure um too often but when i'm doing the four sets there if i picked one exercise 
then I would crush it that workout. But uh, I found uh, with the splits we're doing is is very easy to get in uh, one extra little push throughout the week or even two. Uh, and I've heard even like push-ups when it comes to chest, just doing like yeah. throwing some push-ups at home like two other times throughout the week. It just it doesn't have to be. You don't have to kill it all the time. You're just trying to get a little extra focus on them. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's you know, it's not every workout has to be this high volume assault, you know, on this given body part. You can just you know have one where you do a really honest job, and then a couple other exposures where it's just you know two sets of fifteen or one set of twenty five, and just crank it out. Mm-hmm. So you're feeling soft. Was there was there anything else <laughs> that that got you thinking? Damn, I just I I wanna I I gotta I gotta really pack it on now uh well i'm not a small guy you know people never you know but at the same time i i still feel i'm a little undersized for <laughs> uh, i'm a little undersized for my ego i think i don't know <laughs> i look at some of the stuff i put on facebook and go geez the guy i'm not big enough to write that but i don't know ah <laughs> uh, no, no, no. i just like yeah i love muscle man i just i love i love muscle so mm-hmm so even uh, even if it means getting a little bit a little bit heavier for the next few months, you know I can take it off fairly fast and should be something there. Yep. So we were actually within the physique artist nation group there. We were bringing up uh, one of Ryan's articles lately where he was talking about overshooting. Um, so you cut you get yourself ripped and then focus on gaining about twenty pounds. Um, after that and that that certainly resonated with some people and some of us we we thought it might be a bit much but is that along the lines of what you're going to be doing right now trying to hit 20 pounds above where you were when you got when uh when you were down here with me you know what uh short answer no i don't like i just don't like those kind of goals i mean i think for somebody who's a little earlier in their journey uh, I think that's really a good thing to have, like have a weight goal that you hit, and uh, like I just, yeah, like for me, whenever I chase a weight goal, the, the it always turns into just adding fat for the sake of gaining weight. Yes, sir, exactly what I was thinking. You know, so I mean, I, I respect his opinion on that. And I, I think he's he was kind of speaking to a different audience, at least not yeah. speaking, yeah, it's someone like me. Um, having said that, I'm not gonna freaking try to diet my way to these, yeah, <laughs> diet my way to fucking gains. So I'm, you know. I'll consciously overeat uh, a little bit, but certainly not. Uh, if I go twenty pounds over, uh, that's shit. That's a lot for me to lose later. Yeah, that's, exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, I I look at uh, even at the beginning of summer there when I went eight weeks gaining gaining a pound a week for me. I still the majority of that was fat gain, um, yeah. a little bit of muscle, but mostly fat, and it it just sucks. Even even if it's five pounds that I have to cut down again it's it's work i mean for you and i we've done it so many times it's it's simple we know exactly what to do but uh, depending on circumstances and uh what's going on in our lives it it can be a bit of a challenge to get five pounds down five pounds is kind of my limit for for me five pounds in in fat gain uh, I don't like having to lose any more than that because it is, it, it's just too, it takes too long yeah. to, to burn well, off. Well, yeah, because so, such a low percentage of it, especially if you're trading on the natural end, like is, it's such a slow process that if you've gained 20 pounds in four months and you're not like a newbie and you're not on drugs, like probably 
you know, not to pull numbers out of my ass, but probably 16, 17 of those pounds is, is fat, water, and glycogen. Like, yep. like yeah, I'm, I'm at the point now, if I could gain one or two pounds of quality muscle a year, that would be probably really good. I hear you. I was thinking yeah. about that the other day yeah. as well. I was kind of thinking, um, because I just turned 40 this yeah. week, and I'm thinking 50, when I'm 50, if I can gain, if I gain 10 pounds between now and then of muscle, I'd be freaking ecstatic i mean part of me part of me was thinking oh man am i am i under shooting no. myself there is it am i am i keeping the bar a little too low i mean i don't i'll, I'll be really happy with the 10 pounds I'll, I'll probably aim higher but if i only get 10 pounds of gains over the next 10 years between the age of 40 and 50 i'll be a very happy guy for sure like on your frame mm-hmm. 10 pound 10 pounds of muscle would be dramatic like that would just be, it would be a night and day kind of thing, especially when, when the places that you really, you know, where you need it more. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, yeah. Like if you, it's huge. Yes. I, I think the same yeah. thing. I, even for me, like I, I compare some of my pictures where I gained five pounds and, um, it's like visually like a, it's a significant difference. And it, when I see that and, and I always hear it, like I look at some of the testimonials, some of these freaking online coaches out there that the Instagram coaches oh, uh, and they're, they're posting pictures before and after pictures of, of their, their coaching clients. And they say, Oh, they gained 20 pounds of muscle and in, in like three to four months. And I'm looking, I'm like, I'm squinting. I'm like, okay, the, the, the their, their client looks a little leaner. Yeah. I, I'm not seeing where he's gained much muscle. And if you like, 10, like you said, 10 pounds, especially on, on my frame, would be exceptionally obvious. Um, and it just blows me away when I see people making claims of massive gains. My client gained t- tons and tons of muscle here. I'm like, I, I just, I don't see it. If they gain that much muscle, it'd be jaw-dropping obvious. Totally, totally. I mean, like, it, like that's here's the other thing. Like, I'm about 200 right now. If I'm using that what he was talking about, like the 20 pounds over. If I said I got to get to 220, like I wouldn't even need four months to do that. I could get that in two months easily, but it just, it would be 90% fat. Right. You know, so I mean, yeah, you have to gain a little to, to gain a little, but overfeeding and getting over fat is just, it's such a counterproductive process. Yeah. Especially when you get older. Yes. Yeah. I agree, and, and I see it happen time and time again. And some of my uh, some of my buddies, they'll come off a cut, and they're they're putting on on the weight, and they're thinking, "Oh, this is all muscle." But like you said, it's it, there's food weight on there. There's there's glycogen and water. And then when they they start cutting again, and they get down to their lean weight, like, "Oh shit, I'm not much more than what I was before." And they they have it in their head that they they see their their muscles swelling up during with all the the fuel that they have in them and they think it's all muscle it's just lean body mass is is made up of a lot more than just actual muscle muscle yeah. tissue um but yeah it's uh it's an interesting game and i i definitely i like to keep things in check i like to keep those yeah. abs and i think there's a lot to say i mean we recently talked about lean gains yeah. Um, which isn't, you want to stay lean, but you don't want to try to go into a building phase and try not to gain any fat at all. You can keep the fat in check and gain a little bit. Um, but, uh, you're going to gain a little bit of fat, but I think it's good to have some sort of marker. Um, I, I, I do 
find that a lot of my clients and myself um, do much better when we try to keep our body fat under 12% uh, during a build and and keep our abs looking decent during the build. You don't want to, I don't think you want to get washed out during a building phase, um, but you don't need to stay completely shredded. That's for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like another reason I kind of like doing it is it just, it just takes my focus off of other things. Like when you're, when you're always staying lean, which is great. And that's my preferred kind of state. Um, you know, you, you tend to look at food a little bit differently and you tend to just, uh, you, you're training, you know, it's, it's a little bit different than when you, where you're really well fed. Um, so I kind of like changing things up this way because I can train a little bit harder. Uh, not, you know, I can eat a little bit just, I won't be counting macros too strictly, like certainly not logging them online, but I'll, I'll know what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And I find it's just, it's just like it's a little little holiday from that, uh, you know, from, from all the macro counting and stuff like that. Right. So yeah. you know you'll be eating more than your, your maintenance level, but you're not going to be pigging out most of the time. I mean, it's it's a little easier to have uh, um, if yeah, you're out with friends or whatever. You can, you can indulge from time to time and not feel guilty about it, but you still you're not going to be going nuts every single day and trying to eat everything in sight. Yeah. Like I remember an old article by uh, Keith Klein who was, uh, well, he still is a really good nutritionist. Um, and like in, when he worked with bodybuilders, like in the, you know, in the contest season, they'd have their, he was a six meal a day guy. So he had their six meals of, you know, chicken and rice and whatever, very clean, clean eating kind of diet. And then in the off season, it was the same diet, except now it had dairy products and fruit and nuts and salad dressings and, and just, just way more variety, you know, so it's still the same diet, but because you've allowed so much more variety, you're probably taking in an extra 500, even a thousand calories a day. Mm. So I just thought it was very cool because it can kind of keep the guys in check because they're still eating the same things, you know, and just, but just the meals are bigger. They're more robust. And right. And that, that's a thousand calories above yeah. what they were eating when they were cutting, not, not, maintenance calories yeah 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 i mean i forget the exact numbers he used but that was his idea was having a base diet and then adding to it to you know just just making it bigger mm-hmm. to come they're not like this fucking light switch completely different meal system you know yeah yeah so very cool yeah that's my goal very cool so do you, do you keep an eye on anything at all things that, just keeping an eye on the abs making sure they're decent or scale weight or do you, do you measure anything there are you taking girth measurements are you keeping an eye on your waist measurement or anything like that yeah I, like when i'm building I, I i always still watch the scale weight just to make sure it's trending where i want it to trend i watch my waist just like when i'm dieting i watch those two things as well but i also i look a little bit more at my logbook you know i really want to make sure i'm overloading in some capacity be it you know, progressive overload or volume or what have you, just always kind of pushing the bar, changing my workouts, you know, every four to six workouts, a, little, a lot more attention to that when I'm building. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly the mirror. I mean, well, although the mirror can be, <laughs> mirror can be like a fucking fun house sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and if I had friends, I'd have someone take a picture of me, but I, I don't have those things. So I just, uh, yeah, I just use the mirror. <laughs> it it definitely helps in the gym uh and even yesterday someone was commenting to me looking like i've i've uh asking me if i was in a building phase right now because i filled out and looking bigger especially shoulders arms uh, chest area so it's it's always good to hear hear that and using that as a bit of a 
a gauge, um, especially coming from certain guys in the gym. Yeah. You know, they're they're pretty honest about it. If they if they take a moment to come by and say, "Dude, you're looking you're looking pretty shredded," you can you can take their advice on that. You, you take it yeah. to heart, and if they come up and say, "Damn, you're filling out," like you, you know, they're not just they're not just uh being nice to you it's 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 pretty sincere so i, I i'm lucky that i have there's a few oh, guys yeah. at the gym who are just like that and uh-huh. um, yeah it definitely definitely comes in handy there for sure oh totally totally because you can be your own worst enemy you know you have one whatever you have a rough weekend or whatever and you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see oh it's said i'm changing you know i'm abandoning my plan i'm gonna diet or whatever that's just you never want to make decisions like that mm-hmm want to be always kind of well thought out, just gradual changes. You doing any uh, any kind of cardio or hit or anything like that to, during the building phase? Yeah, I, I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna train five days a week. So one day a week, I'll do a long a long jog. Um, just something I want to want to improve upon a little bit. Mm-hmm. When I say long, like five k, like we're not, you know, nothing uh, nothing crazy. And then uh, after the workouts, if I have time. Uh, I always, because I train high volume, I kind of, you know, I can kind of push the time a little bit and uh, certainly push my exhaustion. So I try to do some after I work out, but it's I have about a 50% success rate. Mm-hmm. So if that, I can that's do, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Fuck, whatever. So if I do like two sessions after workouts and then this one long session, I, I think that should be sufficient. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a lot easier uh to get it in at the end of a workout when you are in some sort of surplus, when you're yeah. in a deficit yeah. uh, and you're trying to get the cardio in afterwards, I find that it's a big mental yeah. challenge there because you're, you're mentally and physically depleted and um, yeah, it can be a bit tougher to push it. But uh, if I got some fuel in me, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm a little more likely to, to get in 15 minutes on uh, uh, intervals on the bike or battle ropes or something like that. Yeah, and interestingly, uh, Mike Isretel, I believe I pronounced yeah. his name right, and he's talking about you should be doing low-intensity cardio if, if you have to do it around a workout session, like as opposed to like six hours before or whatever. You should do before your weight training, not after. Low-intensity. Yeah, low-intensity. So like, you know, walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes, then bust your ass in your workout. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I think it makes, I think it makes sense. It's interesting. I, I've naturally been doing that lately, just like walking my dog before my yeah. workout. And I find for me, that's, um, it's kind of ties into what we we're talking about recently as well, with just, uh, clearing my head and avoiding distractions. Cause I'm with my dog. I'm like completely present in the moment. I'm, I'm not listening to anything. I'm, I don't have my phone with me to check email or Facebook or anything like that. I'm just chilling with my dog, clear my head and, um, just feeling at peace. And then I'm just right from there. I, I let him in the house and grab my, uh, grab my water and head out the door and get ready to pump some iron. It's been there going really go. well for me. I, I've been enjoying it. It's been, it's been great. It's, uh, probably been doing that for the past two to three weeks and, uh, really, really enjoying it. Right on, man. Yeah. That, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I can start doing that too, because, uh, yeah, I find by trying to do my cardio after it's such a it's such a battle for me. It's like yeah. oh here, here we go. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't mind if I if I know it's just going to be ten to fifteen minutes on the the recumbent spin bike or something like that. Do some intervals on there. Yeah. There, sometimes I can I can get that in there, but uh, I'm definitely more motivated than ever to to start including some form yeah. of cardiovascular um, training into my overall workouts because um, this past week was we treated it as a deload week after um, we followed four weeks of a body part split. And we're like, you know, it's instead of just continuing with that for for a twelve week phase or sixteen week phase, we're gonna do it for like four, maybe four to to eight weeks, and and throw in these these um, well, what some would I guess consider a deload phase. But uh, we did circuit training this yep. week, and it was fucking awesome. But uh, man, it was a it's a whole different kind of cardiovascular conditioning. I don't know if it is even cardiovascular conditioning or what it is i don't i don't think it's it's not the same as going out for a jog it's not the same as doing sprints or doing intervals on the bike like when i'm bouncing from like an incline bench press to to barbell lunges to barbell rows like those three exercises back to back to back uh fuck i'm winded as all hell and then so we picked like one exercise per per body part and we just perform them in circuit fashion with no rest in between sets unless we were like completely gassed and needed about 20 seconds to catch our breath uh before we did the next exercise and i was i was just um shocked shocked to see how tough it was for me to to keep up that that breathing but it's uh i mean i could get out on hockey on the on the ice and just go non-stop out there it's it's like nothing or or sprint and I'm, i'm cool but when you start throwing some heavy loads in there at the same time it's uh it's it's a whole different kind of challenge i think part of it's because you're like with a with a lunge or a deadlift we threw in some some trap bar deadlifts like 12 reps uh yesterday we did that um between yeah dude we did a bench press trap bar deadlifts for for 12 reps pull-ups right after that fucking cast like that's you're you're trying to to suck some some serious wind there and it's uh, definitely an eye-opening experience, but it's it's got me thinking. You know what? There's there's definitely a lot of benefit to keep up our our cardiovascular conditioning, and it'll be interesting yeah. to see how this carries over into our regular training. Yeah, that's something. Um, especially after reading Alex Gabbard's book, which yeah. is fantastic. I mean, um, I started incorporating uh, just typical standard steady-state cardio that all the meatheads thinks it eats muscle, and. Uh, Man, I certainly I, I felt great. You know, I and energy's way better. Certainly, my cardio got better. Just like so, I performed better in my weight training workouts. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm sold. I'm going to include that year round. Yeah, I used to I used to always like not do just add cardio when I wanted to lose fat. You know, because it'd right. be a new, new stimulus. I think there's something to that. But um, yeah, now I just especially at my age, I'm over, you know, over forty now. I want to keep those. Uh, Keep, keep a cardiovascular system as healthy as possible. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in the first, it's a few years ago when Tom Venuto wrote um, the Holy Grail Body Transformation Program, and that was the first time where I I really paid close attention to the importance of including some form of cardio in your in your program when you're muscle building. I think he recommended about two times a week. Of course, it's always paying attention to how well you're recovering um, 
is going to be key. You don't want it to cause an interference effect, but like twice a week, um, especially if you're doing some sort of interval training or something that's fairly, fairly moderate um, intensity work there. Um, the benefits of including cardio would be um, el- helping eliminate the waste products from your muscles while you're, while you're training. So you get that lactic acid buildup, your body's going to be more efficient at getting it out of your system while you're training, as well as delivering nutrients to your muscles um, while you're recovering and rebuilding after the workout. So there's, there's muscle building benefits in addition to the cardiovascular benefits, the cardiovascular yeah. health benefits um so yeah like i think you know alex mentions that the uh by doing cardio in your off season when you're gaining and and adding new tissue um you're if you're doing cardio concurrently you're actually keeping those aerobic pathways open Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a lot more efficient than trying to do that after this new mass has been acquired so i thought that's kind of interesting and it's uh and it's different as it's a different effect on the heart than like doing circuit training or doing like yeah. really high rep training. It's just, yeah. So, but you just don't have to do much. That's the thing. Like people think, Oh, cardio, like an hour a day. It's like, no, yeah. no. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how as soon as they hear cardio, they tie it in with marathon runners or something like that. I'm like, it's yeah. so, so far from the truth. But, uh, definitely don't be afraid of the cardio. Hell Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> What's well, exciting, man? Building muscle is great because, uh, I mean, a lot of us are, are seem to be focused on cutting all the time and it's always, fat loss seems to be a more yeah. popular topic, but muscle is, uh, it's freaking fantastic, man. It's absolutely fantastic and we need to, it should, it's always going to be a part of our process and even when it's yeah. slower as, as we're more experienced with training, uh, it's still, it's a lot of fun to put on. Yeah. It's a lot more fun than than having to uh, <laughs> to cut. Yeah, that's uh, it's the heart of what we do. I think sometimes people forget that that you know building muscle that is like the heart and soul of what we do, and, and you have to respect that and and not always just try to, always just try to get abs like for Christ's sake. Yeah. Try to put on some real estate. You know, my opinion, of course. Oh, I, I, solid. <laughs> I'm right there with so, you, man. Muscle's great. Muscle is great. Very cool. Any other, uh, anything else that we haven't covered in regards to, to building muscle and your, your plans for right now? So it's good to have a goal, good to have a deadline. Um, four months yeah. is, it, it's a solid thing. And then just play it by year from, from there. Um, and probably taking it slow and steady, like slow and steady, I guess is all relative. I mean, you don't want to be sticking around maintenance calories or anything. You, you definitely want to be gaining some size, but uh, you don't want to be getting fat too quick and then start questioning yourself. I see a lot of guys, they, especially if they're gaining fat a little bit too quickly, they give themselves a little bit too much leeway in the beginning and then they see the fat creep on and then all of a sudden it's like, well, they're, they're uncomfortable with it and they start cutting much yeah. sooner than they would have if they, they kept it kept the fat in check during, uh, during the building phase. Well, here's how they screw up. Like you diet down, you know, you follow this calorie restricted diet, you finish your diet. Now you want to kind of maintain that look. So what do you do? You start, you eat maybe a little bit more, but you have like a couple days where you eat a lot more, you have a cheat day or a refeed, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that allows you to stay, you know, stay lean and stay kind of relatively sane and, and enjoy life a bit more. Okay. And now you decide, 
okay, I want to add muscle. So you start adding calories to your base diet, but you're still doing these one or two cheat meals a week. And like cheat meals don't fucking work <laughs> like when, you're, when you're in a calorie surplus. Like it's just, I mean, like, like the, the mechanism behind them doesn't work anymore because you're not depleted. You're not, you're not, yeah, you're, you're satisfied with craving, which is awesome. It's great, but don't call it a cheat meal. Just call it, I'm eating a, say I'm eating a freaking burger, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. but they still stick to this, like, you know, cheating every Thursday and Sunday or whatever, like, a, like the cycle diet kind of thing. But that only works when you're in a kind of calorie depressed state. So I find, and that, you know, that's something I learned the hard way too, is I would always be bringing up my calories, but I'd still be, I'd still be having these cheat meals and they are counterproductive, you know, beyond just being satisfying meals. Right. Yeah. You shouldn't feel like you need them anyway. Yeah. 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 You shouldn't be like, oh, like I'm restoring my glycogen. Like, what, what the fuck? Like the other 3000 calories you're eating every day, it's, it's not doing that. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that's it. I see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Good points, man. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I look forward to uh, following your journey and uh, I look forward to joining you <laughs> on that journey and, uh, and building up as well. It's, uh, good oh, stuff, man. You're 40 now. You're 40. You're not building nothing. Oh, this, is, this is where it begins. The, the journey begins right now, man. Life, life begins at 40, as they told me. Yeah. <laughs> All good. Excellent. Well, uh, again, hope they hope yeah. the people listening enjoyed little tidbits here. Include a bit of cardio there. Eat, keep things in check, and uh, excellent. We will uh, catch up to you next time, and we got some other fun topics in mind. And uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely.